Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your host, and it's a pleasure as always to be here with you all today. You are all in for a treat today. We have a guest who is returning to the podcast, and her name is Amy Bleefnick. Amy Bleefnick runs a company called 511 West. She is a digital marketing manager with a passion for all things personal development. Amy worked for a marketing automation platform brand and then built her business 511 West to help coaches and online course creators expand their reach and reach more clients using Facebook advertising and funnel optimization. And today in this episode, we are talking all about building a team. Amy is one of our incredible members of the Holistic Business Mistress Mind, and this year in 2020, her business has been absolutely up-leveling, expanding all of the things. And so when that happens, we need lots of support. So Amy has really been focusing on building her team this year, and it's been wonderful to support her along that journey. So in today's conversation, seeing as we've already spoken all about Facebook ads and funnels in episode 65 on this podcast, I asked Amy to come back today to talk about what she has learned over the past 12 months since she was last on the podcast and big changes have happened in her business compared with today and also what she's learned through that process of building a team. Now, the reason I really wanted to dive into this topic is because one, Amy has such a beautiful way of talking really openly and honestly to every single person she connects with. So I knew that she would be so happy to talk about the highs and the lows of building a team and also up-leveling. Because here's the thing, my friends, when you are building a business, it's not just hey, my business isn't making money and now it is. There are levels along the business journey and at each level you have different problems. And when you start to get the things that you want, that can be pretty scary too. For instance, when you suddenly have all of these clients coming in, but you can't keep up with the demand. And so that's when we need to bring on help in our business. And that's a really difficult process because the business feels like our baby. We're so used to doing all the things for it. And when we try to bring someone in, it's really difficult to know what our processes are. It's hard to trust someone else to really show up for our business in the way that we show up for it. And it also requires us to learn how to communicate with these people who are also working on our business. So Amy is sharing today what she's learned along that business building team journey. And we're talking about difficulty delegating. This is something I saw when I was a lawyer as well and experienced myself. And of course, within building my own team, Um, women seem to have a really hard time delegating to others. We're scared of hurting people's feelings. We're scared of giving away some of the responsibilities. And so that can be a real like coming of age for want of a better term moment along our business journeys and also life journeys. 
And it's definitely a skill that I'm still working on. And we're also talking about asking for help and what it looks like to find the right people for our business, how to approach hiring. We're also talking about feminine business. What we focus on today is really this feminine approach to business where we're collaborative, right? And when we bring on a team, this is really the energy that we're tapping into as well, going from being independent and relying only on ourselves and therefore focusing only on ourselves to really learning how to collaborate with a team around us and therefore expanding what is possible to create within and for the business. We also touch on self-trust, feedback, and when we feel the responsibility of our clients' results, what do we do then? We're also talking about sovereignty and Amy is also a projector in human design and she is again, just like Alexia last week, a really beautiful example of someone who is embodying her human design. And so I'm so excited for you all to meet Amy, possibly for the first time if you haven't listened to her previous episode and if not for the second time and really to see and witness how she has grown and evolved and just the amazing magical unfoldings that have been happening within her incredible business. All right, everybody, before we dive into the episode, just a reminder that we have our Holistic Business Month happening this month over in the Holistic Business community. All you need to do to sign up to join in on all of the holistic business trainings that I'm providing to help you to elevate your confidence, your impact, your visibility, and your inspiration in your business, as well as holistic workshops with amazing practitioners to nourish you as the CEO, body, mind, and soul behind your business and also have a beautiful community of other business owners all devoted to creating amazingly successful businesses in a way that is truly holistic. If you'd love to join us for this month, head to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash holistic business month and we will send you all of the details. Okay, everybody, let's dive on in to this conversation with Amy. Hey, Amy, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me again. I know. I should say welcome back. It's so cool. So we've had Amy on in a previous episode. Don't worry, I'll link it in the show notes. And we're just talking about how interesting it is to reflect on where we both were when we did that episode, which was probably over a year ago now. Wow. It's amazing. (laughs) Very different. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so different. And, and And I guess like this is the norm for all of us who are here in 2020, for starters, with 2020 just being such a transformative year, but then also just as we're, as business owners, constantly up-leveling, constantly growing, constantly looking at where we need to improve and realign and just learning about ourselves like every single day in this really supercharged environment it's a given that we're just going to grow and evolve so quickly. Yes, absolutely. And time is just moving so strangely now. Like it's like fast, but slow, but a lot's happening in short amounts of time. It's wild. I know. It is wild. Yeah. Every time we get on a mistress mind call, everybody listening to the podcast, it's like usually they're every two weeks. And sometimes they're even like, we'll have a call in a week. And I always feel like, whoa, time, like I haven't seen everybody for so long because time 
feels like it's moving so slowly, but then it also feels like so much is happening. Mm -hmm. So it also feels quick when we think about like, I don't know, when we first started in the mistress mind, for instance, like it feels like it's moved quickly, but then a lot's happened and yeah, it's, it's really bizarre at the moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So we've just dived into that conversation. Let's dial it back for a moment. Amy, let us know a little bit about who you are and the people you serve. My name is Amy Bleefnick and my company is called 511 West and I help women who, that's not true. I don't just help women. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I used to say. Um, I help (laughs) online coaches and course creators to (laughs) uh, reach more people and change more lives through the power of Facebook advertising and funnels. Oh, I love it. Yes. Okay. So everybody, please go and check out the episode Amy and I did last year. Like I said, I'll link it in the show notes because we talk all about funnels and Facebook advertising. So we're not going to go into that um, in a lot of detail today. It may pop up, but we want to focus on a couple of other things, um, really about Amy's business journey and some new things she's sort of been working on and building that I'm sure everybody will be super interested in. So Amy, to get us started, do you want to just like kind of update people on maybe like the last 12 months? Like how have you sort of gotten to where you are today? And I know that there's lots of different directions that could go in, but just (laughs) what comes up for you right now? Oh my goodness. I'm like, I don't even know 12 months. I mean, like even just within the last six months, or I guess since like January of this year, especially, um, I feel like I've just gotten really honed in and dialed in on on my focus and the the kind of people I want to work with and the stages of business they're at but I also felt like I was attracting people who were maybe in a little bit more of a beginning stage of business and so I wanted to try to come up with something that could help serve them because I do really really love working with people who are kind of just getting started and just building some of those foundations especially when it comes to marketing and marketing automation And so I have been working on something in the background that's more like a group program that will help support people building their coaching business or online course business and the marketing automation and all the foundational things that they could have set up. Because I know I've noticed over the the time of working with my clients that we tend, and I've been through this myself, we tend to get really, really paralyzed with indecision around, should we use this tool or this strategy? Do we need to do a webinar like this shiny object or that shiny object? Or it, they, it, you f- it feels like if you make a decision to move forward with something, it's going to be forever. That's never the case. <laughs> um, so I wanted to come up with something that would help people get unstuck, especially when it comes to like systems and automations and platforms and things that you can use. So I have been working on that in the background. Um, but while I've been doing that, I ended up getting just a ton of one-on-one clients for Facebook advertising and funnel building <laughs> coming out of all different kinds of places, mostly from referrals, some people finding me organically online. But um, it was like the minute I kind of decided to shift into creating this new offer, I the like pressure was off of it. And so all the, all the clients started coming to me for Facebook advertising and and funnel building. And so I've... I've just really dialed in like my processes, how I onboard clients. I think I've gotten really good at sales, which is something I never, ever, ever thought I would say. But I I love sales now because I love connecting with different entrepreneurs and having the conversation and getting them excited about 
the potential of what Facebook advertising and funnels can do for their business and really just digging into their business and asking them questions and then offering them what I have available to, to help serve them. And yeah, it's just been, it's been really, <laughs> it's been a roller coaster, as you know, <laughs> Leticia. <laughs> um, but I've, I feel like I've learned so much and I've gotten more and more dialed in, you know, with every week that goes by and every lesson learned and every new connection and new client. And it's, it's been really crazy. And so I finally feel like I'm at a really good place as far as like my number of clients that I have, my one-on-one clients. And it has put that other program on the back burner, but that's, that's okay. I'm going with the flow. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what I'm really hearing from you? So everybody, Amy is a projector, which I think you're okay with me saying that, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So in human design, Amy is a projector and like part of the strategy of projectors is to wait for the invitation. So it makes so much sense to me that once you like sort of shifted your attention, like you was, you started to focus on that, on the program that for the people who are starting who are earlier in their business. And so that released the attachment then, as you mentioned, to the one-to-one clients coming in. So it just created space to receive them. And then equally, you just kept getting invited, right? You kept getting invited through these one-to-one clients who were showing up. So that was a really big sign that this is something for you to act on rather than necessarily the, um, are you calling it a group program? Um, or a yeah. course? A group program, yeah. yeah. Okay, a group program. Yeah, rather than the group program. But it doesn't mean that the group program isn't going to happen. It just means that, at like right now, or at least like the last however many months it's been, it hasn't been the right time to act on it. And I think that that's really expansive for people to hear because we are so all or nothing our minds and it's very easy to be like, well, that just means that it's never going to happen. Like we instantly go into despair and or or if <laughs> or we just sort of write it off. Yep. <laughs> that's what the mind does. Yeah. Yeah. And but who knows when it's all going to unfold. Right. And the the really interesting thing or the craziest part of all of this craziness is I I was spending a lot of time getting really, really dialed into like the types of people I wanted to work with, like certain people at certain stages of their business who have, you know, uh, validated their offers. They're ready to scale. They're ready to grow with Facebook ads and they're and they they have money. They're ready to invest and and grow their business in a new way that they hadn't done before. They've been focused mostly on organic or whatever it was. And I kept spending this time like really honing in on that feeling of working with people like that and like what that would look, you know, all the, all the different coaching exercises that we have to do to, (laughs) to tap into the um, intentions and elevated emotions and things like that. And it just, of course it wasn't happening fast enough for my brain. So I was like, well, this clearly isn't working like whatever I need to work on something else. I need to build something else. And of course, when I, like I said, when I shifted to that group program and I started focusing on that, then all these people started coming to me and they were all that right fit. Like they, they were later Mm -hmm. stage in their business. They had sold their offers or they were just trying to launch something new, but they knew that they wanted to invest in really scaling and growing and reaching new audiences with Facebook advertising. And so it was magical (laughs) how it worked Mm -hmm. out (laughs) as usual. So magical. And I love that you really, that you mentioned that it wasn't happening fast enough for your brain Mm -hmm. because you know that that's it. Like 
<laughs> most of the problems we have as business owners are actually just because our mind has a different timeline to the way it's actually unfolding. But then when it unfolds at the perfect time, you realize at that moment, because you've got more information that why it needed to unfold at that particular time. Yep. So I love your story. Yeah. Okay. So tell us then about, so one of, as a result of all of these one-to-one clients coming in, you've now needed to expand your team. And so building a team has been a beautiful new chapter of your business journey this year. I would love to know some of the things that you've learned going into this next stage of your business, because I know through my own journey of building a team that it's a whole other skill to be developing. And it also can bring up like other issues that might not have been in your awareness before having those other relationships. And like the other thing is, is you now have other people behind your business and that can feel kind of scary when to open yourself up in that way and for someone else to really share that responsibility and see the behind the scenes of your business. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Speaking of things not happening happening fast enough for my brain, um, yeah, I mean, I I initially brought someone on at the end of last year. I think it was like November. Yeah, it was like Thanksgiving time, and it was too soon, quote unquote. Like as everybody says, like you're either like if you wait until you really need somebody, it might be too late, and then it's going to be rushed and messily done or you hire too soon and then you feel like you're like wasting money or you don't have enough to give the person, but then you soon find that you do have enough to give the person. So I was trying to balance between those two things. And I got in early on this program that had a really great deal. Um, they were helping, they would train up your virtual assistants and then you would, they would, they hire them out to you. And you, it was a full-time virtual assistant that could help me with all sorts of things. And they were already trained up on funnels and different um, like technical tasks like that. And I, I really struggled with my like control issues of like, (laughs) of like having to do everything myself, but then also being like, well, it would just be faster if I just did it myself rather than training someone else to do it. So it was a really great exercise in like just kind of reviewing how I do things because I felt like I was all over the place. I didn't have a ton of processes in place. But once I started just kind of, I would look at my to-do list and be like, what could I actually hand off? And I would go and like record myself just doing the task in like Loom or something like that and send the video off to him. And he would, he would pick it up pretty quickly and it would take like a few rounds of like feedback and like, actually let's try it this way, or this might be better or whatever. Cause I was having him do a bunch of different things. So I wasn't expecting him to be able to do everything perfectly. But like when it came to design, it took him a while to kind of get dialed into the design stuff that I that I wanted and um, different technical things. Like it just took it took some time to like check the work and go back and like my brain was like, oh, this is taking way more time than it would if I just did it myself. So I was kind of struggling with that for a long time, and I ended up I I had him support me in building that, helping to start build that side program that that program I mentioned before, the group program, and. That was really helpful because he was kind of doing that in the background while I was managing my clients. And then once that kind of got to a decent place, I realized like, I don't think I need his support anymore because all of my time is spent on my client fulfillment work. 
And I was like, well, how could I get support in my client fulfillment work rather than this, than trying to come up with extra stuff to give him, <laughs> which I, and then that, there was a whole, you know, conundrum there of like, well, I feel bad. Like it's my fault that I don't have enough work to give him. And like, I don't want, I don't want him to feel like it's him or it's his fault. And like, maybe I should just try harder to come up with extra stuff for him to do <laughs> just because I felt bad. Um, but I, finally like made the decision. I was like, actually, like, what do I need the most support with in my business after kind of time tracking what I was doing, what, and realizing that I, I knew this for a long time, that most of my time was spent on client fulfillment work. So I decided to let him go and find somebody to help me with Facebook advertising. And actually in between that, I like, I had started following an online business manager, like an OBM on Instagram and I was watching her stories and like her, her stories were just speaking to me like every time, like she's like, you can have somebody help you with project management and this and that. And I was like, that sounds magical because I also had like tons of projects for my clients. And I was like, Ooh, maybe she could help with this. And she could help with like, I originally wanted to bring her on to help me manage the VA that I had hired. Mm. And so it was kind of like, I was like, maybe I could have her help uh, do like quality assurance or QA checks or whatever on the work so that I wouldn't spend as much time doing that. And granted, like while when I hired my first VA and when I even when I hired this OBM, I didn't I wasn't necessarily financially in a place where it like made a ton of sense, but I knew that it was going to free up X amount of time for me to be able to spend on promoting myself more or um, doing better work for my clients and, th and therefore getting re more referrals. So I ended up bringing the business manager on. I tried it with her and the VA for a little while before I let the VA go. And then I decided, okay, I need support with Facebook advertising. Like I need a Facebook ads person. And I just, I, I had my OBM help put together the job posting. She posted it in all of her places. She helped manage the whole like interview process. And mm -hmm. she, she asked me all these questions that pulled it out of me so that I didn't have to think through everything. Cause that's what I always thought too, before hiring somebody was like, I have to have all of my processes and everything dialed in so that I can hand it off to them to, so that they would follow the exact processes. But that's not, that's not really what you want. Like you want somebody who's going to come in and understand the spirit of what you're trying to do or the spirit of the process. And then you want to you want to have somebody who can take it and run with it and do it in the the way that they know how to best, not follow your like step by step, click by click instructions every time. And so that was a big lesson initially. And she was just great at pulling stuff out of me. And that's what I hired her for. Like I want to just like word vomit all the things that are on my brain at the moment and that I need to get done. And then have you help me manage myself basically. And it would help hold me accountable. And so that's what sounded attractive to me about hiring an OBM. And so as I shifted away from the VA and more to the OBM and she helped me bring on a Facebook ads person to help with implementation on the Facebook ad side, I would still manage strategy and I would still be client facing, but I could just have her do some of the um, smaller tasks or the more repetitive tasks that happen when you're like building out Facebook ads and stuff. And so I brought her on. She had a little bit of experience in like e-commerce, but not necessarily anything in in like the coaching world where I, where I focus, but she was interested in learning. So because she was interested and eager to learn, she's been really amazing. So like mm -hmm. finally my team kind of fell into place and even within the last like month or so, I was still really struggling to hand stuff off just because I was like, it's faster if I just do it myself. Like I don't want to, 
And I felt bad putting it on my team who I was like paying <laughs> to help me. Like I was like, if I don't want to do this, then they don't want to do this. And so I was just overthinking everything like times a million and it would just cause me to freeze. And anytime I went to go like assign a task or whatever, or try to keep it up in a sauna, like I just, I would just overthink it to the point where I'd be paralyzed and then I'd just go do it myself and just spend extra hours doing all the things. So my OBM finally, she kind of shifted her strategy and her business model into kind of more project management and like strategy implementation, um, less like OBM stuff. But um, she <laughs> she's amazing and she can just pull things out of me. So I'm so thankful. So part of it is also just finding the right person. Like it's just going to take some time. Um, it, you're going to have maybe go through a few people that aren't a great fit. Um, so it is it is a, a matter of taking your time. And that's where I was talking about, like my, it wasn't happening fast enough for my brain. Like I expected to be able to hire somebody and they would know how to do all these things magically and instantaneously. And that's not the case either. So that's another lesson learned. But, um, she ended up like, I, she, I was like, can you just help me like project manage this stuff and help me manage this new Facebook person that I brought on? And it was still not working. Like it was really clunky. I would only have things randomly. And honestly, like she had to ask me like every day, like, what can we help you with? What can we support you with? And I was just like, Oh, I'll get to it later. Like, I don't know. Like it felt like more work again. Mm. And then when we had a call finally and I was like, okay, I don't know what to do. Like, what is wrong with me that I can't figure this out? Like, are your, what are your other clients doing? Like, how does this work? <laughs> and so she, she was like, what do you do when you're like tasking stuff out to yourself? And I was like, well, I don't know. I'm all over the place. I'm a mess. Like I have a notebook. I have Evernote. I have Asana. I have it in like 80 different places. And then I was like, well, I'm just going to pay attention, like become aware of how I'm doing things now more so than I was when I was like time tracking. But I noticed that I do like a brain dump in my Evernote for like client work. And I just kind of like write out all the things like where all the clients are, which ones I need to pay attention to today or what I need to do for them today. And then I take like the big tasks and write them on my physical notebook and assign them to myself like you would in like a project management system or whatever. And so I like told her that and she was like, okay, well, how about every day you just write your brain dump into Evernote and then send it to me and I'll task it out to people and just let me know like who does what, what, if it's you or if it's this person that you hired to support you. And that's kind of evolved into me just taking that like list and putting it in Slack and just putting it in our group chat. And we have a chat, all three of us together. And I just put everything in there and then she takes it and assigns it. And then she holds us accountable and checks in with us to make sure things are getting done. And honestly, this has only really clicked into place the last like few weeks. And the mm. first time it happened, like the first time I did it, I sat there blank, like at the blank screen for a little bit. And then I was like, all right, look, how would I do this? And I just started writing it out. And then I just felt myself like shift and be like, okay, and Melissa, you can help me with this. And like, this is when it's due and blah, 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 like putting all the details. And then like, and then I like sat back and I was like, Oh my God, this is how this is supposed to feel. And I like put in the Slack channel. I was like, this is so fun. <laughs> and my OBM was like, yeah, that's exactly where we want you. Like, this is what we're here to support you. Like it was really hard for me to like realize and ask for help. Even though I was paying people for help, I was like worried to bother them. And so that's been kind of a big mindset shift. And I realize this makes me sound really unprofessional and like I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> no. Can I just say something on that? Because first of all, I love, 
this is why I wanted to talk to you about this because you're always so open and honest about your journey. And I think that's actually one of your strengths and that's why people trust you. Right. Yeah. And, um, this is the reality of it. Okay. Like no one in business, no matter how like successful in like mind terms, the person is, does not, is not in complete control of the whole process. I am not in complete control of the whole process. You know, there are more times when I have no idea what I'm doing and I just think, whatever, I'll just try it. Let's just see what happens. And and this, and this, I think we all hold ourselves to an unattainable level of expectation, mm-hmm. perfection, that we, we expect perfection. But actually when we do that, like if everything went in the way that we actually think is perfect, none of that would feel fun. We wouldn't actually get to the really good, like excellent stuff. We would just be a carbon copy of everybody else and robots and would hate what we're doing. Right. So <laughs> like this is it, isn't it? Like at every level there's confusion and there's learning and it's only going to continue. Yeah. And the thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately, because I was like, well, th- we figured out this way to make it work for me. And like, I, I am a person who generally needs someone to tell me step-by-step step what to do or an example or a template to follow or whatever. Like, it's really hard for me to start with a blank slate and be like, I can create whatever I want. Like, I'm like, well, how are, how is she doing it or whatever? But the, if we, like you said, if we, if everything was perfect or we had it all like systematized perfectly or everything worked out, then we wouldn't, we also wouldn't be creating our own business. Like we wouldn't be creating our own reality or our business that we set out to have businesses for, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. And that also brings in an earlier point that you were making, which is that, you know, you might have your process, but you also know that it's not the best process and it, and also just everything is always open for innovation and improvement. And so you bringing someone else in gives the opportunity to improve processes, but only if we allow them to do so. And so I think that's really important. Most of us humans want things done the way we've always done them, but there's always better options out there for us if we're willing to look at them. And when you're, (laughs) when you've got a million things to do, you're the only person who's doing the client fulfillment work. It's really hard to let, to really look, step back and see how I can do things differently. So fresh eyes are so valuable. Um, And I just wanted to say, can we go talk about asking for help? Because I think that's something that many people uh, would also struggle with asking for help. What do you think has helped you to ask for help? Like how has that, how has it, what helped you to change your mindset around asking for help? I think, honestly, I think it was just like feeling the relief for the first time of being able to like not carry all the weight. Yeah. And that like allowed me to realize that it's that it's good to ask for help and people want to help. I always want to help everybody. Like I would do and that gets me in trouble sometimes like boundary wise, but like I go above and beyond for my clients and I go above and beyond for my friends and even like people who aren't even clients yet. Like I I I love helping people. And so realizing that I love helping people and that makes me feel good to serve also allowed me to realize that other people want to help and like, like I said, that feeling of actually handing something off for the first time and that like bit of relief is 
is the addicting feeling. (laughs) And then also hiring somebody who would like beat it out of me (laughs) for lack of a better term, (laughs) who would just like bug me all the time and be like, how can I help you? What can I take off your plate? Like Mm -hmm. that helped too. Yeah. Look, I think one of the gifts of building a team is that, so you really get to learn how you actually work and realize that that's not the way that everybody works. So what I'm hearing from you is you really recognize that you need accountability. You like to have the step step by steps. You like having people pulling it out of you. And that is, you may not have known that until you started working with someone and it's not working in the way that you want. And then, like you said, you had that moment where you really looked at, well, how would I, how do I actually do these things? And so uh, it's such a beautiful opportunity. And, you know, this is all relationships in our life, friendship, um, romantic partners, family, you know, every relationship gives us an opportunity to understand ourselves better. And that is what's happening as you build your team. So what works for you and the support that you need is going to be different to the support that I need. And there's this level of, um, objectivity that needs to come in when it comes to hiring, because it's what is best for the business. And then what is best for me? as the CEO of the business, the person running the business and in the business the most, like what support do I need? What do I not enjoy doing? What am I not good at? Where do I spend ages just losing time because it takes me so long? And that job spec and that way of working is not going to be like that's a specific person who and a specific skill set that we've got to be looking for. So I just think that's important to say because when we talk about online business managers, when we talk about virtual assistants or really any hire across your team in the online like space, there's such diversity. And so as you have shown through your story, it's like really finessing who those people are that you want to have around you and in your team. And that's a journey in and of itself. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And like I I also as you were saying that, it just made me realize like in when I used to hear people talk about like hiring a team or having a team, I was like, oh my God, they pay those people like full time. Like, how do they do that? And that, that's not it either. Like I first found the VA, which was a contractor. Luckily he was full time in this like new program. So I got a really great deal on it. But like, I also would hire out like some copywriting or some design work and just find like contractors that I liked and I trusted that I could, I could hand things off to. And that felt good. So that was like taking little baby steps into, into feeling better about asking for help because you find people who are in their specific uh, er areas of genius or a zone of genius. And they're doing like copywriting, they're doing designing and they're really focused. It did take a while to find people that were reliable and were like the quality that I was looking for. So that's, that's just part of the part of how it goes. But, but that was really helpful too. And to then realize that you can kind of piece together this team of contractors. It's not necessarily that you're like, I always just, (laughs) I always assumed it was like paying somebody full time with benefits and everything. And I could never do that. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great point to make. I think that this is what's so beautiful about um, online business is now there's all of these other like support roles that have been created. So these people like online business managers, virtual assistants, social media managers, like they've created their own online businesses, servicing people using these skills. 
and um and see how like it's so abundant and it's so amazing because you can have specialists within particular areas working for you. And as you mentioned, they're contractors. So everybody's independent. Everybody's like completely responsible for themselves. Everybody has business experience as well to some degree, which is really valuable. Um, and yeah, it's, it's contractors. Like I think most people who you'd be talking to are all talking uh, when they talk about their team, they're talking about, it being contractors and like you don't know necessarily how many hours you need someone for when you start working together so you know that again that's just our all or nothing mind which is like it's either I have someone full-time and across all of these different areas or it's nothing but we can start small building a team you know I I, I mean I've hired so many contractors over the years for for different things but in terms of ongoing support for the business, like you can start off with a couple of hours or a simple project. You know, if you want to work with a virtual assistant, for instance, you might just have a project and allocate a certain amount of hours you want to work on the project and you can find someone through your connections, but you can also go to something like Upwork and find someone who has the skill set you need. But it is really important to know what the skill set is you need because there's so much variability in those areas. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And Amy, like, it's amazing for me to even think about this, but you, like, you supported me in my business. Like, <laughs> I, like, totally forgot. Like, I, as you were talking, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I started out as a OBM. Like, that's what, that was one of the first things that I was trying to do just because I didn't know exactly what I wanted my specialty to be or how I wanted to help people. I knew I wanted to help and I love technology. But yeah, I completely forgot because that feels like a whole other lifetime ago already. It's incredible. I know. So incredible. So that's actually how Amy and I connected because I was looking for a virtual assistant and then I connected with Amy. She was amazing. Had like the most incredible skill set. I was like, yes, okay. So we worked together for a while. And then like, this is another thing. There's so many different ways you can support one another. And then like we went on where um, I was, we we were doing one-to-one coaching together where I was Uh, you were working with me and then now you've been doing help. You've been helping me with my Facebook ads and a little bit of my final stuff and you're in the mistress mind. And it's just like this beautiful, like this is what feminine businesses are like. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I remember having conversations with you as I was an OBM because I was still figuring out what I wanted to do (laughs) and you being like, is this what you really want to do? And I, (laughs) I was like, no, <laughs> this isn't like you could tell. And I felt comfortable enough to be like, to like basically say, talk myself out of a job <laughs> basically. Yeah. But it like ended up working out perfectly. Absolutely. And actually I love that you raised this as well, because this is something like I am so abundant with the way that I look at things. Like this is the same with my clients. If someone doesn't want to work with me or they don't want to pay the amount that I charge, I have no problems with letting that person go. Like there, there is someone who's out there. And it's the same with my team and my business. If the energy isn't aligned, I you pick up on that and there's no problem with that. Like if someone doesn't love doing a certain aspect of the role, that's not good for them. That's going to affect your health in the long in the long run. Plus, it's like taking away from like a way of that person contributing to someone else in a way that actually is going to really support the other person and light them up, which is 
you know, everything that I believe in. So I have actually noticed personally for me with all the people that I've worked with that I'm really good at spotting what people don't actually enjoy doing. I can pick up on the energy and I don't want that, like you don't want to have that behind your business, right? Like, and it like, say there's like a particular aspect of, of a role that someone hates doing. You don't want to force people to do that. You want people who really enjoy those things. So um, roles can also adapt to the person, you know, like perhaps, and, and that's what's happened here with the way that we're working now. We're working together in a way that has been adapted to what you actually enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I think that that we need to move away from the all or nothing um, when it comes to team too, because there are like other variations and, and, and ways of working that might not mean like we just don't work together. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy to think about. Yeah. It is. It's really cool. Okay. So you've given so much great information about building the team. It's definitely a work in progress. And, you know, I used to listen to my mentors as well, um, talk about this exact topic and they talk about how hard it is and how there's still something that they're working on. And so that gave me a lot of comfort when I felt along my business building team journey, which is still ongoing, that I don't need to have all the answers. I'm just like figuring it out as I go. And um, But also just recognizing the gift of when you when you allow someone to help you, it's a gift for you and a gift for that person as well, like when they can actually help. So when you started asking for help, you got the gift and so did your team. And it gives them an opportunity to actually thrive too in the role. Right. And that's why that's why I like to talk about, and this is like another coach that I've worked with that has helped me figure this out, but like the spirit of the SOP or the standard oper- operating procedure, like those are the docs that we make to like map out our processes. And if you, like if I just created an SOP that had every click step all the way from like setting up the business manager all the way to like launching the ad or whatever. Like there leaves nothing in in the middle there for the for the person who's building it for to, for them to bring in their creative genius or the way that they do it or any kind of innovation or new way of looking or thinking about it. Like it's it can be it's it, it's, it is a gift for them to be able to share their gifts through your process, but not in such a limited way that they feel like restricted. And then it's probably no fun for them. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And it made me think of um, trust. trust. You know, trust is so transformative for all our relationships, including our relationships with ourselves. And where people feel comfortable to innovate with processes, because you got to think like your team members, when they start working with you, they just want to impress you and they want to, you know, listen to you and do the things that you're asking. So they have to feel empowered to play and to innovate and to make suggestions. And so I think the best way of doing that is to really let that person know that you trust them and that you're you're giving them your trust. So, you know, you can you can make the shots, you can come back to me with suggestions and really giving that permission to the person so that they can um, tap into that creative genius. And then then that's when amazing things end up coming through. But it's yeah. got to start with trust. Yeah. 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 And you know, when it comes to dating, friendship, it's the same thing. Like you're not gonna have a great 
relationship with someone unless you really give them that trust. Mm -hmm. And that's something I learned through the dating (laughs) journey when I, you know, many years ago when I was going through that process and it really turned things around for me. Like trust really is, I just think it always comes back to trust with absolutely everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's an ongoing journey though. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, like you mentioned, even with yourself, like that's been the biggest thing (laughs) that I've been working on over the last few months. It is, it really does all come down to that. Yeah. So what's helped you, helped you (laughs) with, with trust? I think it's just taking action and moving forward and just realizing that I'm not going to (laughs) die. If something doesn't go <laughs> the right way, like, and just also looking at historically, like the, the quote unquote data that I've collected already, like I always figure it out. I always move forward. I'm always supported, whether it be from my friends, from my team, from peers in masterminds and different groups that I'm in or the universe or whatever, like mm. it just keeps showing up. So I think it's just taking action. It's like testing, it's testing, (laughs) testing every time and then getting the data and then doing it again. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, just as you say that about the testing, I think that's really important just to pause on for a moment because something I've really been thinking about lately and noticing within my own creative process, which I get a lot of information from through working with my cycle, the area where I'm noticing um, a lot of people that I work with are not are also not really allowing themselves to go deeply into and also with myself is with the final phase of creativity, which is the inner autumn phase, which is all about refinement and completion. And that process requires you having feedback from the testing and being willing to take that on board and and not all of it. Like some things, sometimes you'll get feedback and you'll be like, that doesn't matter to me. I'm not going to do anything about it. But there will be feedback that comes through and often it's the most triggering because your mind wants to believe that everything is perfect, but actually there's opportunities to make whatever you're working on even better if you're willing to look at objectively the feedback and take that on to create something that's truly excellent. So for me, I've realized that at all you know, with everything in business, it's all something that's always a work in progress. And can we allow ourselves to receive that feedback from ourselves and from other people and use that to, to, to make things even better across the board? Yes. That's something that I'm, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's so important with a team. So like, I, I feel like I'm always, cause I, I'm so worried about like bothering other people or being annoying to other people, including people that I've hired or paid for, to do things. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm always asking my team for feedback or like, how could I do this better? Is this process okay? Like, does this work for you? Is this deadline okay? Like I just, I'm always asking them for feedback, but then when it comes to like my client work or, um, I guess any other thing in life generally like in like my personal life or whatever, but asking my clients for straight up feedback, I'm really, really scared of because I'm scared of what they're going to say, like if they don't like it or if whatever. And like, I generally get pretty good feedback. So I know that I'm <laughs> doing okay. But like, that's definitely something I could work on is just getting more feedback from clients and in, in my personal life. But it is also important to always continue to do with your team as well. 
Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think it's just because we take the feedback personally mm-hmm. and um, rather than if someone says, you know, I could really use more of X, Y, Z support, like that's, that's, that's their expectation about what helps them. And that might be something that then you realize, oh, wow, maybe this is something like my other clients need or the rest of my team needs. Um, and so, but it, like, it doesn't necessarily mean it's something that everybody has identified as something that they need. And so it's really asking yourself, oh, well, is this something that I think is actually going to improve the process ultimately for everyone? Um, or is it not? And so we get to make that decision, but you're right. Hearing the truth, the honesty and not taking it personally is difficult. And that's why we like cut ourselves off from that. Um, but we miss out on the on being able to improve. Right. And that's why I like data (laughs) and numbers because I can blame it on data and numbers and not me personally. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that that's important, really keeping it objective. Yeah. You know, it's not you, it's the process or it's, it's, you know, it's we, and it's the same with our business. We can't take it personally. It's not you. (laughs) The business like stands on its own and we, crush it when we think it is a part of ourselves we we make we make decisions that aren't necessarily best for the business but are um you know emotional like you were sort of talking about how not wanting to um upset someone or not what and it we don't even know if it would upset them you know like we we can't know unless we have honest conversations so yeah I think that's really helped me really seeing my business as something just objective. It's not me. That's helped me like from the beginning of my business. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. That's something I've definitely worked on over time because I would take it like (laughs) really, really personally if like a client campaign wasn't going well and it would be like, I am destroying their business. I am the reason their business is failing. Like this is all my fault. Like they're expecting me to help them with their business, like get their business to a successful place, which is true. Like I am there to support them, but it's not all on me. Like their business is a separate entity and so is mine. And so like, that's, yeah, that's been really helpful. And I've gotten so much better over the last, like over the last year, probably at like not taking all that weight on personally and not taking it as a personal attack on me as a a complete failure. (laughs) Something isn't going right. Yes. This is something that comes up so often for my clients. Um, the like responsibility, taking on too much responsibility and, and being worried that all of their clients' results are their responsibility. And um, and I love this because it's great that we care. Like it's so good that we care that we do um give a crap about <laughs> about our clients' results, but we also limit the, we limit our client when we put our expectations on where they should be on them because it's all going to unfold in the way it needs to unfold. And like our job, for instance, as a coach is to hold the vision of what's possible for the client, no matter what they're seeing right now. And then it's just a matter of like course correcting as, as you go. But if someone doesn't get a result in six months, if they get it in a year, that's still great. Like it's their journey and that's the journey they needed to go on. It's only a problem it because the mind says, but that should have happened in six months. And it's that's setting yourself up for failure. And it's not recognizing the sovereignty in your clients either, that their journey is going to be their own journey. There's so many things impacting everybody, like, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, 
it needs to happen in the way it's going to happen because there's going to be lessons along the journey. And actually an inner voice told me recently, someone I was doing an inner voice session with um, said, you know, don't take people's soul fragments from them. And what they meant by that is their lessons. And I thought how amazing, and this is what we do when we're super like in that very mothering energy, like we don't want people to feel sad. We don't want people to have the lesson. Um, We take away that learning for them Mm -hmm. and that, and ultimately that expansion. And that's not fair. And really that just like makes you feel better as the person rather than the, yeah, the client or whoever it is. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's really good. (laughs) I know it's huge. And like, this is the, this is the message that's behind um, when you're holding space in a women's circle, you will have people who share and it's all, it's like our mistress mind calls as well. Sometimes someone will show up and they'll have, you know, they'll need to cry. They'll have something really heavy on their chest. And if you try to console the person, if you try to get them to feel happy, if you like, rather than recognizing, yeah, you're sad, but you, you've got this, you're still okay. Like you're sovereign, you've got, and I don't need to like go over and give you a hug for you to remember that. It's really about um, allowing space for that person to show up as they are and to be in their sovereignty. And I always just think of the women's circle because it is, that was one of the number one things I learned when I started going to women's circles was just that, oh, oh, actually we're all completely capable of taking care of ourselves. Yes, that's really powerful. Yeah, and I've, yeah, I was thinking about that, about our Mistress Mind calls and how it's been such a a great safe space and container for all of us to like vocalize where we are and come as we are and just let it all out. (laughs) I'm just thinking of one time (laughs) in particular where I really had my moment, but how it also happens to balance out that like when one person shows up and needs that space and holding the others are like ready for it or like in a, in a place to be able to do that. Like it's shifted. I feel like it's shifted around in our, in our mistress mind as like who's, who needs the space this week and who's holding space this week, which is really beautiful. That's so true. And how, how much of a gift is it on both ends, being the person holding the space and being the person having the space held. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so transformative. And I was actually talking to Louise about this. I think some of our best conversations have come through those those times when someone has needed space held for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. So while we're on the topic of the mistress mind, what do you think is the the magic of the mistress mind? Oh man, I feel like there's so much <laughs> magic. But I I think it's I think it's kind of what I was just saying, but like the having that dedicated time and space every other week to show up no matter where you are or how you're feeling and just be heard. Like it's just like like being asked and then being able to just like vocalize because this entrepreneurship thing is a roller coaster and it's like there's been so many ups and downs throughout it and I've loved it and I've learned so much and I've grown so much but there 
it's been challenging. And so like having other women in a space that are, that are going through the same things and like people who have experienced different things at different times. And we all have our own unique stories and perspectives. Like it's just being able to vocalize that stuff in a, into, into space, but also be heard and held and, and then to get like really great suggestions and feedback and information based on other people's processes and journeys and where they've come from and where they've been. It's just, it's just really powerful. And it feels, it just feels good to make time and space for something like that because being an entrepreneur is, can be lonely and isolating. I feel, Mm -hmm. I luckily feel like I have a really great connection, like a group of of women in particular that I've uh, met over the last couple of years that are all entrepreneurs. And, and so I feel like I have a good uh, network to reach out to, but it's still, it's nice to have new and different perspectives and to just have that like dedicated space and time every other week to be able to, to come to show up how you are and to, to get it out. <laughs> mm, yeah. I feel like before our calls, you know, the energy is like a bit frantic sometimes. And then after the call, it's like the breath out. Oh yeah. And the space again. <laughs> yeah. I feel so, no matter where I come to the call, like how I am when I show up to the call, I feel such a different energy, calm energy, um, released energy, whatever it is. Like it's, it's just a completely different shift from, from how I showed up. Yeah. That gives me tingles because being heard, as you so beautifully said, like that's all we need and want in so many situations and it creates space, like putting it into a safe space, then creates space within yourself. Like sometimes we just want to say the things. And this is why like in a women's circle, people can say like, it might be the hardest thing for them to say. It may be something that they don't even actually believe, but they just need to say it and get it out of them. And it like shifts that energy. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's so powerful. Yeah. I'm a big believer in the vent or like venting. (laughs) (laughs) So just move it out of you, get it out, vocalize it, say it out loud and then move forward. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. So Amy, is there anything else when you think of your business journey and particularly like since we last touched base on the podcast um, or when it comes to building a team that you wanted to share with us today? Anything else we haven't mentioned? Hmm. I mean, one thing that comes to mind is I think I mentioned when I was talking about building a team, like feeling like your processes are a mess or like you don't have your SOPs in order before you can hire somebody or you have to have it all detailed out. Like I already mentioned that that's not that important, but it's also another little thing that I thought of earlier when I was thinking about this conversation is just like bringing somebody on to help you build out your processes and to help you build out your SOPs can feel like a relief too. Like I've said in this call, like, I like having it pulled out of me. So like hiring somebody who can ask you all the right questions and help you actually build out the processes. And there's actually people who specialize in that too. Like you could hire on or do like coaching or whatever, but, um, 
But yeah, you can hire and get help to help build out your process. So you don't have to think about it all yourself and build them out all yourself and have them all perfect before you can bring on anybody to support you. Mm, That's so good. And I think that ties into the funnels sort of stuff as well, because it's like once you have these um, things set up for you, it creates space for you to enjoy other things in your business and your life rather than always sort of like, we might do the same things all of the time, but we don't realize that there is actually a process there. And once you recognize what the process is, it just creates a lot of space within your own energy mm-hmm. to think about other things. Yeah. Yes. And also yeah. doesn't make you feel as anxious. Right. <laughs> beautiful. Okay. All right, Amy, my last question is just what does creating a life that is beautiful mean to you? <gasps> Did you ask me this last time? I don't know. <laughs> I, I wonder what I said. <laughs> I know. Um, to me, it means something that comes up for me a lot is fulfillment, like feeling a sense of fulfillment and energy, like energizing, being energized and feeling fulfilled doing what you want to do, like creating your own reality, creating your own life, um, having the freedom and feeling fulfilled, which I think comes back to like helping other people, but also doing what feels good. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. Fulfillment's one of my core values as well. And I'm sure it is for many of our listeners too. And you know, that's something that will mean different things at different times for all yes, of us. I was just going to say that that can mean so many <laughs> different things at so many different times and all of it is okay. Yeah. Always evolving. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Well, Amy, thank you so much for coming back onto the podcast and sharing your journey and your wisdom with all of us. I do love the way that you are always so open to helping people and you're so approachable and you're so honest about your journey, which is such a gift for all of us. And I also want to say a really big thank you for being a part of the Mistress Mind and really showing up and sharing and holding space and sharing yourself. And also for all of the all of the work we've done together with the Facebook ads as I navigate that area and mm-hmm. all of the other ways you've supported me in my business and also working together one-to-one. It was so beautiful as well to have that time and space with one another. And yeah, just a big thank you for all of the work that you're doing in the world. It's really important. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And there you have it, my beautiful friends. A big thank you to Amy once again for coming onto the podcast and sharing her business journey with us all. I hope you found that so expansive and inspiring to hear about the journey of building a team. And I can guess for a lot of you that this journey is a lot closer than you think. Honestly, everybody, sometimes we think that to get to a stage where we're ready to bring on support in our business, that it's going to take a long time, but it could be the matter, a matter of days, a matter of weeks, a matter of months. And I am a big proponent of bringing on support as soon as possible. And that doesn't mean hiring someone even to work with you on a regular basis. It could even simply be on a project. It might be just a couple of hours here and there, but the sooner you have support, especially once you've got an offer that has been validated. And what I mean by that 
is it's working, it's selling, people want it and they're paying for it. As soon as you've got something like that sorted, you've got income coming in, right? You've got something that you're ready to start growing. And this is where we're ready to enter the second stage of the business journey, which I like to call entrepreneurial maturity. And part of this requires a process of refinement. And through that process, we as the business owners need to focus our attention on specific aspects of our business so that we can amplify and scale and grow. Now, the growing journey has lots of different chapters. It's not just, hey, I learned this one thing about growing and scaling and that's then that's it. If that were the case, I wouldn't have invested tens of thousands of dollars along my business journey to date that I continue to invest in because every time you are going to a next level, you've got to expand and learn new things and do things differently. Like there's so much flexibility and agility required in being a business owner. So as you go along your business journey, you and you start to grow and you start to scale, then building a team becomes part of that process for you so that you can focus your energy and attention on the areas of your business where only you can be on that area of your business. It also means having up-leveled support in your business so that you can really be more magnetic in the areas that are not your zones of genius. So as you can see, it makes things so much more fun because you'll have someone to support you in the areas of your business that probably don't feel as fun to be in. However, I am a big proponent of always starting and learning what works for you and your business first and then getting bringing on support to help you in executing that. However, I also just want to say that when it comes to building your team, it's not just about the people who do the work for you, right? It's also the people who support you to come up with your vision with your strategy, who support you as the CEO behind the business. And so these are your people like me, your coaches, your mentors, and anybody else who's on your support squad who helps you with that beautiful vision and where you're going in the business and how you get there. And so when you think about building your team, just think about it in a really broad way. How can we go from doing it all of ourselves to actually asking support? And when you invest in your support, when you invest in your team, it's not just an investment in your business. It's an investment in you as a human, as a person. I make investments into my business with my team in all the ways that people support me with doing the work and supporting me as the CEO of my business because that makes it so much more fun and easy for me. It also means that I grow a lot quicker. And that's why in the course of just one year, you can be a completely different business owner. And it's amazing to just see the incredible growth. And Amy's journey that she shared with us has been a really beautiful example of that. So everybody, if you would love to connect with Amy, please hang out over on Instagram. If you head to at Amy511West, you'll be able to connect with Amy. Take a screenshot of you right now listening to this episode and tag both Amy and I at Letitia Ringe into your screenshot, share it on stories and let us know what are your thoughts? What came up for you? Are you feeling inspired? Let's continue the conversation over there. 
And if you are wondering how you go about finding your offer, a validated offer that you can grow and scale, I'd love to invite you to join us in Create Your Beautiful Biz. This is the program that will support you to build that validated offer. You can find the details at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash CYBB. And in the meantime, I also invite you to check out my free four-day training called the Online Business Kickstarter. We go into offers in this training as well and the four key steps I would take today to start a new business. If you head to LetitiaRange.com forward slash Kickstarter, you'll find that training and you can start watching right away. Finally, if you are ready to grow and scale your business, you've got an offer that you know is working because people are buying it, it's selling, and you're ready now to grow and scale as an amazing business owner. You're ready to build your team to work on those amazing next level projects like writing a book or creating your pathway to your six figure and beyond business or any other amazing business dream that you have for yourself or selling out your coaching programs or creating more sustainability in your business. tapping into your feminine energy even more as a business leader, whatever your next level business dream is. If you would like to go there in 2021 with me on your team, then make sure you keep your eyes out for the Holistic Business Mistress Mind 2021. I'm going to be sharing details very soon. So keep an eye out because the enrollment will be, the enrollment period will be very short because we have limited spaces and we've already started enrolling into the Mistress mind, but I really wanted to make sure that I opened up enrollment to all of you who listen to the podcast. So many of my clients who work with me are podcast listeners. I absolutely love hearing from you. I appreciate you all so much. And if you'd love to be the first to be notified when enrollment opens, make sure you pop your name on the wait list at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash mistress mind. All right, everybody, I hope that you've enjoyed this conversation with Amy all about building a team, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye. Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive. Just head over to www.letisharinj.com forward slash C-Y-B-B. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there. 